Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and as always, to the left of me in The Pew is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adam. Afternoon, everyone. Yeah, how you doing, bud? I'm good. I hear you. Yeah, how's life going? You living, you living well? You living yes. bad? You're yeah, I mean, it's, uh, things are <laughs> clicking right, and uh, of course, it's, there's always that moment where I mess it up. And I go back to being, you know, the taxpayer again and asking for forgiveness. There you, you know? go. Yeah. There you go. Forgive well, me, Lord. I think yeah. that's a common uh, <laughs> common thing with most men that yeah. are living out here today. I don't know one perfect man. So, right. But, uh, you know, it's good to be back in here again. And, and you know, it's funny. When, we do, when we've done these shows, they've all kind of stood alone. They've been about a singular topic or certain thing we've been talking about. And here lately, it seems like we've been sort of on a theme. And... And, you know, we talked about surrender a couple of weeks ago and, and that if you wanted to, you know, truly live the Christian life, you had to surrender. And then the next week we went into, well, how do you do that? Once you've surrendered, it's your choice. You have to either choose to be comfortable or you can choose to live in, live in the truth, to live the truth that you've come to know through your surrender. And, you know, as I was thinking about what we're going to do this week, there were a couple of, you know, readings in the, in the uh, daily readings this week and verses that really drew me into the uh, a thought that connected even further with all of this is so if i've if i've made the choice to live in the truth then how do i do that every day what you know how do i live that truth and the answer is whatever it takes you know whatever it takes to to live that truth so what does that mean it means perseverance and determination oh, i was gonna say grit and grind but yeah yeah, yeah there you right. go from memphis <laughs> that, that fits well for the grizzlies right. reference there but no, it's just I'm going to make my mind up, right? I can hear the echoes of my father in my yeah. childhood saying, you know, if you make your mind up, if you're going to do something, make your mind up to do it. So we've got to be determined, and we've got to learn in that determination that we have to persevere through it. Because you can be determined and fall and quit. You know, the end of my determination was today when this happened. But we are called into perseverance. And one of the verses in the readings today, or earlier in the week, was one of my favorites it's when jesus you know it's in john uh, 14 31 jesus says but the world must know that i love the father and that i do just as the father has commanded me and every time i read that verse i hear just the determination in jesus voice if if you really break that down he says but the world must mm-hmm. the world must know and must isn't a word of like maybe they possibly should hopefully they will no that means they must that means i will do everything that in my power to my dying breath to make sure that somebody understands this truth. And, you know, we're called to follow Jesus in everything. And so when I read that, I just hear when he says, you know, I must know that I love the Father and I do just as he commands it. That's all that, that's the only choice I have is to do what he's asking, to do it well and see it through all the way to the end. And so I really started thinking about that's how we've got to live this truth is with that same determination that Jesus has. Well, in like I said, the perseverance is the buzzword, and mm-hmm. um, and and we all kind of know what that is. Like whenever we have a project, we see it through. Whether it's in a personal project we're doing in the house or uh, something we're doing in our work, our career, um, there's always going to be something that doesn't go the right way. There's going to be some interruptions. Going to be someone that takes a different direction, and and we have to adapt to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but with with our own faith journey, you know, we are the ones 
you know, not in control, but we're the ones that are open to hearing God's word, right? Mm-hmm. If there's any, any distraction, it's, it's our fault. We're being distracted, we're distracting ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, by, uh, by not being present in that moment. And um, like I said, go, go ahead and tell us more about like what we need to do to, to, be, to be so perseverance in our faith that we can kind of try to block out some of those distractions. Well, I mean, you know, as usual, the world doesn't help us out with this any. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look around us and, and just what we deal with, what the world says, or things like be average, right? Don't don't try too hard. Don't don't do more than you have to. Nobody else is. Why should you? So you hear that kind of phrase from the world. You hear, you know, don't put out more effort than than what's necessary. You know, somebody else will do it. You don't have to be the guy out there preaching the truth. Somebody else will do it. You know, you just be, you know, be comfortable, like we said last week, in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, you know, if you're a father, you hate this. I do. Everybody gets a trophy, right? Doesn't matter what you did. Doesn't matter if you're 8 million times better of an athlete or something like that. That it doesn't matter. Everybody gets a trophy. Doesn't matter if you win, you lose, you came in second, third, or 18th. 18th gets a trophy because we don't want anybody to feel like, feel bad because they didn't put the effort out or because they weren't as gifted as somebody else or so the world tells us you know don't be determined just just get in the middle of the pack and and be happy to be there and and it's a struggle that's not what we were told in in the bible you know and a lot of times like we said you fall and you fail you know the world would tell you that that to quit that quitting is perfectly acceptable you know i tried this i read my bible two nights and then you know it's just too hard i worked too hard all day my eyes are shutting at nine o'clock at night it's just too much for me but yet i can turn the tv on and stay up two more hours and watch tv but it, we tell ourselves it's okay so i quit one night i didn't do it one night so it's acceptable for me to quit for the rest of my life but failure is that's not the way we need to look at failure failure is not a bad thing it's just an opportunity to hone that determination to stop and say look why didn't that work why didn't i get to where i was going this happened. Okay, I need to watch out for that. Now my determination takes back over with the knowledge of the distractions and the pitfalls that stopped me in, in the first place. So you grow in that perseverance. I'm not going to let this fall. I'm, even if I fall three more times in this way, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to get up. And you know that's really the difference between a saint and a sinner is a saint gets back up again and gets back up again and gets back up again. When the sinner just sometimes we go, you know what? I'm done. I'm through trying. But that's not the way, as we showed in that verse in the beginning, Jesus says, I must. And so we must live in the truth. And there's several very good examples of this. And one of them, you know, is, is David and Goliath. I love that story. I, you know, a couple times a year I go back and I just read through that, the beginning and how it started and then the battle itself and all of that, um, which was over pretty quickly if you were, you know, David. But, but you know, I want to read sort of what happens when David's coming up, sure, yeah. bringing the food to his to his brothers, and the you know, basically he used that as an excuse to go check on things in the battle. But he walks up and, and he's saying to to Saul, and he hears Goliath insulting the armies, and he says, "Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that's insulting the armies of Israel?" Mm-hmm. And it goes on, and, and and David says to to Saul, "My lord should not lose heart. Let your servant go and fight this Philistine." But Saul answered David. You cannot go up against this Philistine and fight with him, for you're only a youth, while he has been a warrior from his youth. And then David says this. Just just imagine standing there and, and, and listen to the determination well, he's probably of his like, voice. Yeah, he's probably like 15 or 14 years old. Yeah, yeah, so he says, Then David told Saul, Your servant used to tend his father's sheep, and whenever a lion or bear came to carry off a sheep from the flock, I would chase after it, attack it, and snatch the prey from its mouth. 
And if it attacked me, I would seize it by the throat, strike it, and kill it. Your servant has killed both a lion and a bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be as one of them because he has insulted the armies of the living God. Now, can you imagine it's power in all these words, grown yeah. men sitting there looking at this scrawny little kid, and yet he, he was more determined than any of them. I've been anointed. This is my calling. This is what I've got to do. Yeah, it looks like I have no chance in, in Hades to, to, to pull this off, but yet I'm called to it, and I'm determined. I'm going to persevere, and I'm going to see it through. And even Goliath was out there making fun of him. You come at me like a dog with a staff? And he, and he basically tells him, I'm going to drag your dead body over there and feed it to the birds when I'm through with you. This is what's going to happen. And nobody believed it. But he believed in the truth of what he was called to do. And he did it. That determination, I mean, mm. that just speaks to me of, of this impossible odds. This nine-foot guy with 76 pounds of armor and, and a sword that was probably bigger than David. And he went out there and he said, this is what I'm called to do and I'm going to go do it. I'm going to be determined and I'm going to persevere through all these people telling me I can't. And then I'm not good enough, and I'm not strong enough, and why I should lose. And I'm still going to continue to walk through it and do it. And that's what each and every one of us are called to in, our, in living the truth in our faith every day. Yeah. Well, um, what you're touching base is kind of like where, you know, God, I mean, I know he's all nipped and everything, but he likes to be surprised by us. And and David surprised everyone there, and Lord, and, you know, and God was like going, that is my boy. You know, that that is... That is a, a man after my own heart, and that is what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, in, in the gospel, I know I'm jumping around, but as you're talking, that you know, the gospel, there's two times where Jesus was surprised by people's faith. You know, the Jairus, right? The mm-hmm. the guy says, you know, you don't need to come, just say the word, and you know, sure, my servant will be healed. healed. We say that all the time, every every mass. And then the the the, the lady seeking healing and said, you know, well, even you know, the dogs eat the scraps of the master's table, and he's like, wow. You know, mm-hmm. and and when we do something that's so beyond what we think we're capable of, in beyond our the faith, norm. beyond the yeah. norm of our faith, that's when God is like, "That is where I want you to be. Mm-hmm. That is where I want you to to walk with me daily, because that is with that mindset. You know, the troubles in your life are so minimal, and and it won't it won't distract you from being this close to me anymore. Sure. Well, and. And every day that we wake up, we can find reasons not to live this way. There's always something. I'm tired. Nobody cares. I'm living this way, and I'm not making an, an, an impact. You know, and and we can easily be deterred, but we've got to be determined. Now, you know, look at Paul, for instance. You know, there's another example in the Gospels. You know, Paul, this guy, you can count, you know, you would need a, a, a whiteboard and a, and a lot of markers to write how many times he got beat up, stoned, you know, almost killed, thrown in jail, whipped, thrashed. I mean, just all these terrible things that happened, shipwrecked, mm-hmm. all these things. Bit by snake, yeah. Right. Yeah. Bit by snake. All this stuff happened. And, and even this week, as we read the daily readings, you know, the reading starts off that they stoned Paul. They dragged him out of town and thought he was dead, like basically thought he was dead. And the disciples surrounded him. And then all of a sudden, he stood back up, he looked at him, and he walked right back into the very town where all of that happened where the very people lived that killed that were trying to kill him. And he just, you know what? This is what I'm called to do. So why? Because he took to heart what Jesus said when he ascended. Go and make disciples to all nations, of all nations, mm-hmm. in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And he took that to heart. In the same way, the world must know that I love the Father. That's That was his his call, his take on that, on that verse from Jesus, is that was what he called me to do. And I must go do it. And that's the same for all of us. 
But Paul, I mean, for gosh sakes, that guy, if anybody had more excuses just to say, you know what, I'm done. Nobody likes me. I mean, how many times do you read even in the last week where they go into town and people just say, get out of here, right? Or they think they're Zeus or Hermes and and he's going, no, 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 you don't get it. Like, it's not about me and Barnabas. It's about God. And yet he was determined and he persevered through all of that. You know, I mean, just the physical harm and the rejection and you know, I know in my in my life, rejection is very hard for me. You know, if one person just says, like, I don't want to hear that mess, you can just go, I, I give all my time to this. And why didn't that work? And why didn't they listen? And why am I not able to do the things that I, the, the way? Why can't I change this person's life? I just want to help them find God. And, and it's easy to lose what we're doing and to lose hope if we're not determined and we don't persevere through that. Right. Well, and, you know, I was thinking about this too, um, you know, I go back and forth. Sorry. Sure. But it's um, like watching somebody play ping pong. <laughs> so, you know, okay, so so and say for instance, is large. I know. It's got a lot of rooms. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully this all makes sense. Yeah. So say you're at a restaurant, right? Sure. And a waiter puts down you order water and, and you look at the water and you see something floating or, you know, just miscolored mm-hmm. discoloration. And you go, Well, that's not clean. Right? That glass, that water's not clean. So why do how do we know what clean is because we know what what clean water looks like and we know that's dirty because we know what clean water looks like mm-hmm. and and the same thing was how do we know what love is like because we know the love between the father and the son mm-hmm. that's the love that that we know what love is and mm-hmm. how the father and the son came down to to save us all that's mm-hmm. power that's that's the love that we need to follow so that's what we know that's that's the true authentic love mm-hmm. is is knowing that that Christ sets that example for us and so we're not living authentic love. You know, we know exactly what it is, and it's called sin. You know, sin's the dirtiness of the water that you know, makes the clean water polluted. And sin is the same thing that pollutes us internally. We right. know we're not clean. And, and, and by, by coming to Christ and knowing what love is, authentic love is, like you're saying, you know, that perseverance in our faith and in our love cleans us because God is right there with us, mm-hmm. you know. And... It's powerful when when you come to that realization, like the light bulb comes on and go, no wonder my my day's going terrible. I didn't start the day out the right way, you know? Yeah, but at that point, you got to be determined to change that. That's the thing. Like, you can't just, it's got to be, you got to have that determination, that perseverance all the time. It can't be a turn off, a turn on, you know, whenever you feel like it. It's got to be, we've got to get to the point where this is is the path I'm walking and and nothing's going to stop me from Mm -hmm. doing it. And, you know, determination in our lives is a great thing, but sometimes it can be, it depends on, I guess what I'm saying is every aspect of your faith. You know, we're not just called to evangelize. We're called to evangelize. We're called to be a good father. We're called to be a good husband. We're called to be a good friend. We're called to be a good employee. We're called in so many different directions that all fit under the umbrella of living a Christian, the life of a Christian man Mm -hmm. or a Christian woman, whatever, you know, whoever's listening. But, um... You know, the thing is, we can get too focused on some things. You know, last week we didn't do a show. Uh, you had something going on, um, which I can't believe anything would be more important than doing a podcast with me. I'm just kidding. Right. But, no, you had something going on. You had one of your daughters graduating high school, and you were definitely living the way you should be, and you were in the right place. And so Deacon Jeff was going to do a show with, I, with, with, uh, with me. And I showed up, and, you know, he immediately could tell that there was something wrong with me. Something was going on. And I thought, well, I'll just power through it, and I'll come in here and I'll do a show. And and after we talked a few minutes, he goes, No, we're not, we're not doing that. You're not doing a show today. And 
And he really was a friend for me in that moment because, you know, I had been determined. Like one of the things that I have done in the last two years of my life is just I'm determined to, to, to not to do whatever I can to allow men not to be in the place that I was to ever get there. And that's been sort of this thing that burns within me. And that's great. That's what we're called to do is to, is to help other people. But that's got to start with our family. And Angela and I, you know, lately had not, I had not been a determined husband. I had not been a determined father. Um, I had not been persevering in that. You know, I let that slip because I'd focused on growing this podcast and growing this ministry and the work with Cardinal and the, the study group stuff I was doing. And, and very quickly that, can, that could turn into something that, that you don't want it to be. Right, that anything, none of this matters if if my relationships with my wife and my children suffer mm-hmm. because of it. Right, hey, Jesus would sit there and look at all of us in the face and say that, like, I love what you're doing over here, but you need to shore that up. Sure. And last week in my life, Deacon Jeff was Jesus in my life. He told me that, and so as I prepared this, this that was sort of the catalyst for this talk, that for this podcast this week was, we've got to persevere, we've got to be determined, but we've got to do it in every aspect of our faith. You know, it can't just be about one or the other. That's the difficult part. That's why faith is hard because we have so many aspects of it that we have to live with so many different moving pieces in our lives. But it's got to start right there close to home in the, in the domestic church. Right. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. I think we're all, as men and um, as spouses, we, we struggle with um, that ego of I uh, and sharing that with someone else who we love. And um, it's, it's never easy. Uh, being to sacrifice your, yourself um, to, for, to to help other people, but that's what we're called to be, mm-hmm. you know, because um, it goes against the human nature, you know, what what, what the world is, is pushing you to be like. Just do you, you know, mm-hmm. focus on you, and then the rest will be okay. Well, that doesn't work, you know. That that um, that self empowerment movement that kind of started in, in like the I don't know. 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, it just kind of is propelled where there's like a whole section on self-help, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's always next to theology or the religion, you know, aisle, which really it's it's all about really identifying yourself as a beloved God, a beloved son of God, a daughter mm-hmm. of God. I mean, that's your identity, like you said before. That's our real identity. We're a citizen of heaven, not citizen of America or of, of the world. We're, we are here um, by the grace of God and to do God's purpose. Mm-hmm. And then once we realize that we put that aside, then all the little pettiness of discussions and disagreements, like this, can't, I'm in this camp, you're in that camp, so therefore we can't get along. We get to the point where we're going, we're all here to do God's will in the sense of helping, loving, serving others. What's going to happen? We all come together and we all persevere together mm-hmm. in faith to make this world better. Well, you know, and that's the one of the important things that you know we talked about failure a little bit ago. You know, when I left here, I was pretty down after I talked to Deacon Jeff. I was like, well, what am I going to do? Should I just quit all this stuff and go home and, and just be, you know, there for my, for my family? Should I should I go, you know, change everything I'm doing around? Um, what do I do? And I felt like I'm failing. At that point, I just, the devil sat in, right? I, I failed at everything. I was no good to anybody. And, and that's not the way that Deacon Jeff wanted me to leave here. That's mm-hmm. not what he meant. He just was trying to bring something to light. And, and you know, in that moment, I could have just laid down and said, you know what, I'm just not going to be good to anybody. I'm just, I've given my best and look what I get for it. Nobody is ever happy. I can't please everybody. So why even try? I'm just going to quit. And that's not what we're called to do. So I went home and I cleaned house and I cut the grass and I, and the whole time I just prayed and I thought and I persevered through it all. I just said, Lord, all I keep hearing is perseverance. Like 
this too shall pass. And 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 if I need to have a conversation with my wife, I need to have a conversation with my children. I need to, I need to sit down and make this about us and not me, and and really go through that. And and whatever pain that I have to go through through that, whatever, you know, however I have to break myself down to get back to the point where everything's righted. Mm-hmm. That's what I signed up for when I was married. You know, hey, you're you're going to be first. The kids are going to be first. And that even means a call to, to, to this, you know, and um, it just was a great opportunity that I cherished. I got to go Sunday night and listen to Deacon Jeff give a homily, and he also, he spoke on sort of that theme, just coincidentally, and uh, and it, it provided some great healing in that moment for Angela and I. And, and you know, ever since Sunday night when I got home, I've just been, all my prayers have been about, Lord, let me be determined, but let me be determined in the right way. Let me prioritize. Let me go off and make disciples once you know we've made disciples at home of our children of each other that we've we've experienced and lived and loved this this vision of of the christian life and then let me go show that to other you know you can't give what you don't have that's right. that's something deacon jeff told me saturday morning you can't give what you don't have and right now you don't have you don't have things right go fix that sure well and, and so a, i left yeah. here determined i said i'm going to go home and it may be painful and i may have to give and give and give, and it may be a one-sided give for a long time, you know, in order to get things right. But that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to persevere in that. Once I make that choice, I can't turn around and go, well, I don't want it that way. But, I, you know, I don't want – Angela, I said this, but I'm going to go back to doing this. Why are you upset? I'm not doing what I said I did. Mm-hmm. I would do. It's got to be a persevering determination, and it can't be in just one aspect. It's got to be in everything. Right. And we've got to prioritize where we live our faith in our life. Right, and that's what you just said. We had to prioritize, you know, our faith, family, and kids. And mm-hmm. job is always like way down the the road because in between that, that's that's good. I mean, taking care of the family is what you got to do, but you also had to take care of emotionally, spiritually as well. God's going to take care of those that rely on Him. You know. Whether something just comes, you know, I, I don't know, but things usually seem to work out when you have the right priorities. Sure. And and like I said, and sometimes we have to reset that, we hit the reset button, like on Nintendo when the you know <laughs> screen's all messed up, you know, and 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 we sometimes we have to reset that with with ourselves and our relationships. Go and go back, and speak to our spouse and say, okay, obviously I misunderstood you, and and we need to get together back on the same page. What did, what can we do to, to work that out? And you did exactly that. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it's just. Like I said, you got to make your mind up, and, and living the faith isn't just evangelizing. It's 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 yeah. it's being the person you're supposed to be to the people in your life as well. And you know those things can be hard. I mean, it, you know Jesus when he was walking to Calvary. I mean, think how hard that had to be. He fell two or three times, and he could have just said, I, "I'm going to lay down. I failed in this. I, to me, I failed in my marriage lately." You know, to to, to Jesus, like, he couldn't hold his cross up for that moment, and he fell. But what did he do? He got up, and then he he fell again. And then he had to have somebody help him. And every time he got up, he wasn't like he was going to go sit in a lawn chair and get a nice cold drink and take a break. He was going to be nailed and painfully killed on a cross. Yet he was determined to finish what his father asked him. And he's at, the father's asked us all individually in our lives to, to live the vocation of a father, to live the vocation of a husband, as a priest, as a deacon, whatever your calling is, we have to be determined to live that out. And, you know, and sometimes it's going to hurt. You know, John Paul II he was you know he was a victim of an assassination attempt shot almost killed spent a lot of time in the hospital never probably fully recovered from that in his life because it happened in an older age but what did he do he went to that jail and that prison and he forgave that man 
Why? Because he was determined to live what he preached. He was determined to live truth. I mean, think of the difference that made in the world when the whole world saw this guy who could have just said, you know what? I can forgive everybody but you. And he went in there and he gave this man a grace of his forgiveness and of his love because he was determined to right. live what he was called to live. And he continued to visit him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's and, and you know, that's that's another quote from Saint Paul that he says, you know, I believe it's in it's in Second Timothy when he says, you know, I have I have uh I've competed well, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith. You can only say that if you have if you can look back at your life and know that in the hard times and in the difficult parts and just just when I was called to do something, I was determined. I persevered through that determination. You know, and, and I did whatever it took to live out that which I which I gave my life to to in, in my baptism to, to do. I, I told Jesus I would do this, now I'm going to do it. And you know, and like I said, sometimes we run into bumps in the road. It's gonna be hard, but we can always look back into the words of Christ, into the lives of the saints, and look, and every one of those saints, like I said, the only difference between them and the people who who, who weren't a saint was because they kept going through all their perseverance. Their wisdom came from their failures, from their faults, from their fallings. And and because of that, we now get the benefit of of all of that, of them continuing to persevere and to continue to go in the direction that they were supposed to go. You know, I just keep going back to that verse. The world must know, must know, that I love the Father and I do whatever He commands me. And last weekend, for me personally, the Lord used Deacon Jeff to command me to go home and to fix the things that were going on at the house before I'd moved another step in another direction. The world must, you know, must know that I love the Father. And so, you know, if you're out there and, and you're wondering how to live truth, you know, that's what we're talking about today is, one, you've got to make up your mind you're going to do it. And once you make up your mind, you've got to have the knowledge to know that it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be two good choices in front of you a lot, and you're going to go, why can't I make both of them? How come I, both of them are good? What do I do? And you've got to you've got to pray. You got to figure out which one's the right one out of the two goods to pick the better part. Using another story, Mary and Martha, and then stick with it and be determined and persevere through it all. So, I just guys, if you're hearing this, I know it's hard, but we're all called to it. Just live truth, be determined, and persevere. Well, why don't we go ahead and close out with a prayer, Victor? Let's do it. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father. The world makes it so easy sometimes to give up. It sets traps for us to fail and to fall everywhere we look. Help us to get back up and persevere the way the saints before us did. And Father, grant us a determined heart to do whatever it takes to show the world your love and your truth. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.